Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the B-Ball Jones Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, B-Ball Jones, and I'm rolling solo, so you know I have an interview for you. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, drag it out. I'm going to get straight to it. Welcome in the beautiful Miss Jasmine Brown to the podcast. What's going on? Hello. How are you? <laughs> I am great. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. So, um, how how do you like introduce yourself to people? Like, so hey, I am B. I am a basketball trainer and podcaster. How are you doing? How do you introduce yourself? Hey, you know, it's real generic. You know, I'm like, hey, Jasmine here. <laughs> I'm a social media social media for Bleacher Report. Highlight her. It's like, I don't know. It's like so generic. I need to work on that. <laughs> yeah, because that's not like just a little thing, especially like in the sports and hoop culture, like just bleach report, like it's yeah up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you <laughs> might have to be, you know. Why, how do you not think about it? It's like, you know, I mean, if I introduce myself, I just say Jasmine, you know, I mean, because I mean, for the most part, if I am meeting someone like on from Twitter or Instagram, they kind of already know who I am. So I was like, oh, hey, it's Jasmine, like, you know. Okay, I get that. I get yeah. that. <laughs> but that's something so, to think about. <laughs> okay that's true so can you explain um like a little more detail what exactly do you do for beach report yeah so i'm a, a social programmer for the women's platform um we're, we're technically the sister platform to house of highlights uh so the platform name is highlight her where we um highlight women's sports um doesn't matter which sport um we've done anything from cricket to Gaelic football, gymnastics, basketball, name it. Um, sometimes we'll be on site like I am today. I'm currently in Nashville, Tennessee uh, to cover the U.S. Women's National Team. Um, they're qualifying for the World Cup this year, so they'll do um, programming and content creation um, on site too. Mm. So when, like, I know this is fairly new, so when did all of this like kind of start? For you exactly. Yeah, it started in um twenty well for Beach Report. Yeah. Yeah, uh started in twenty twenty. Uh so September of twenty twenty. And um my friend Ari, shout out Ari, she was the founder, she's the founder of Highlight Her, and she uh brought me on. And this was after six months of not having works in, in the pandemic. I was with ESPN um for hmm. 2019 and then pandemic hit lost my job and yeah so six months later i was at bleacher report which is a blessing i went from espn to bleacher report to powerhouses and yeah i've been just working um on women's sports um ever since so it's been hmm. coming up on my third year that's a very good lateral step from espn to bleacher report like most people you know don't have that experience so it's pretty dope. <laughs> no. But it was a, it was a, it took a while though. It took a while for me to even get to that lateral. Okay. So let's explain or go through what got you to ESPN. So how did that happen? What did that? So um, I went to the University of Maryland mm -hmm. and um, yeah, my story is really unique. I didn't even get my degree in journalism. I got it in history because mm. I, for the life of me, I can do any other math, but I cannot do algebra. I cannot get out of algebra to save my life. 
And to mm-hmm. get into the journalism program, you have to do gateway courses and math is one of them. And it was an algebra course. I've already completed the other stuff, but I had to do an algebra course. Couldn't get out of it. Um, and even one of the journalism classes, you had to get a 100% on a math test to mm. pass the class. I mean, I did do that, but I've never heard of you having to get 100% to pass the class. Um, <laughs> never heard of it. Um, but I was able to, even though I couldn't get into the program, I I made myself available and we had symposiums and panels and things like that. So. I was always in that building. Um, Kevin Blackystone from ESPN, he was a professor there in adjunct. And, you know, I kept going to his stuff and I kept, I introduced myself to him. And it came to the point that even he had a class that was full and it, you know, it was for journalism students, but because we developed that relationship, um, he was like, yo, you can just come in, you know, in the Mm -hmm. class. I was just around there so much. I'm like, I want to get into this, even though I'm not a, a major. Um, and then George Solomon, he's the head of it. Um, he's an older guy and, um, you know, he has a roller deck, but I made sure, you know, I was always in his office and if I had an article, I'll give it to him and, and things like that. So I did that coupled with covering a lot of sports around Maryland. So the football team, basketball, lacrosse, I was doing like all that stuff. And, um, as family tragedy happened, I got a little depressed. So it actually, it affected my grades. So um, I actually had to spend a semester off because my grades kind of slipped. So mm-hmm. with that, I started actually started my own sports website. And um, yeah, so I was like, if I'm not in school right now, I'm not really doing anything. So I went to like, a local college, just picked up two courses. But then I had my sports website and I was just covering stuff in the area in Maryland um, mm-hmm. since I wasn't doing anything. Um, just building up my resume, and that's when I ended up covering the Mystics, the uh, WNBA team, um, the Capital City Go-Go, which is a G League team, and I just started making my connections around there, and I built up my resume, and when it was time for me, because before I applied for the same position at ESPN three times, didn't get it, and after doing all that stuff, getting my resume, when I finally applied in 2019, I was able to get it, so that was my journey and how I got there. So you applied in 2019. So you just started working there and then got let go. Yeah. It was, Dang, that's even oh, it's only 10 months. It, and it was crazy because I worked so hard. I was like 19. Like, I want to get to ESPN. I'm working hard. Like, I'm telling my friends, I'm like, all right, y'all, I got to, I have a goal I have to meet. I want to get to yeah. ESPN. So if I cannot hang out, I'm sorry. I got a goal. So mm-hmm. that's what happened. And I, I mean, six years of work just to be there for 10 months was definitely heartbreaking. But, you know, listen, after six months, you it's good on your resume. So I couldn't yeah. complain about that. <laughs> Oof. That's, that's very interesting. Like you said, it was unique. So mm-hmm. um, tell me back to the website. Like, where, where did that idea come from to start your own website? Uh, I mean, I at that time, I was writing a lot. So... Um, I was already in that I already knew how to format and write articles. So it was just a thing of I just wanted to do it myself. I was doing it for other publications. And I was like, you know what? I can just do this for myself. It will be for free. I'm going to have to sacrifice a little bit. But, you know, it's going to be my own thing. 
Yeah. So then also with that, I did start my own YouTube channel. Um, and I just I just got some athletes around campus and uh, I just interviewed them just quick 45 seconds to a minute. Um, and then I also got I went to even high school games and found Maryland recruits. Uh, and I'm like, hey, you know, can I just do a quick interview with you? Um, yeah, I mean, I built that up. Um, I ended up one of the people I actually ended up interviewing was Paige Beckers. Um, went to a wow. yeah. This is before. This is bef- way before UConn even came into the picture. It was a um, Capital Classic. They did. They had it for the boys, but they had the first tournament for the girls. It was at St. John's High School in DC, and Paige Beckers was there. Az Foot was there, and I got those two. And nobody was really around them, but I ended up getting those too. And I'm, it's still on YouTube. I can send you the link. But you know, it was really cool that I I, I got those two way early um, before all the buzz um, and things like that. And then those other athletes that I just interviewed that wasn't getting that shine, but you know, wanted to highlight them too. So I mean, it was it was some grassroots work, but you know, it was fun and it, it helped you know where I am today. So. A little bit of a little hustler, but <laughs> it paid off. <laughs> yeah, I respect the grind because I know what it feels like to do stuff for free and literally what I'm doing right now. So I, I definitely understand where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. But Paige, before she was like Paige, Paige, like. Yeah, I think she was like a sophomore, I would say. It's tough. Yeah, she was like a sophomore. Yeah. So how did the interview go? Like, was it. uh did it do like numbers or anything? Because it was still before she was like paid. So how did that go? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think um, the numbers were like, okay. I think it had like 200 views, but it was funny because after UConn, I guess people started typing her name into YouTube mm-hmm. and the link, her and AZ, and they both went over, I think a thousand or 2000 views. So it, it, I saw this jump and it was maybe three, four years later, maybe. So it was like mm. a spike in views after. So people were definitely typing her name in the comment uh, on YouTube. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So did you play sports growing up? Like, where did the interest in sports come in? Like, why sports? Yeah, so I played, um, I mean, I, really, I well, I was a dancer. I mean, I, I do think dancers are athletes. So um, I did I did dance, um, did like little flag football in college, I mean, in high school. Um, and then I I played rugby at Maryland also. Mm, okay. So yeah, I played rugby it was it was it, that was really fun because I love football. That's like my favorite sport. Um, mm. And you know, my friend was like, "Yo, Jasmine, the women's rugby team they need help. Why don't you try out?" I was like, "Okay, I'll try." <laughs> and then I did it. Um, I was a forward lock, so it's kind of equivalent to like a running back. Um, okay. Yeah, it's like they have like forwards and backs is it's, it's, it we had to do a whole nother segment to explain rugby because it's hard <laughs> to explain but um but yeah my position was pretty much like a running back um so i did that but uh i mean i think my love for sports pretty much came i would have to say in 2004 uh the patriots in the super bowl i don't know mm. why I just watched that. I ended up watching that game. Oh, because I was trying to be like one of the guys, I guess. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started getting like little trading cards. I think Jeff Saturday was like <laughs> my first. Jeff Saturday was my first trading card. <laughs> of all the players, Jeff Saturday. Yeah, wow. Jeff Saturday. And, you know, yeah, I was just 
kind of like, okay, let me watch football. I saw the Patriots. And then in 2006, I saw Tony Romo, and then that's what made me a Cowboys fan. I don't know why. Tony Romo, I just saw, it was something about him that I liked. And, yeah, just ended up just following through all that, through um, all that NBA. Well, NBA, that was kind of probably prior. So I saw Kobe and things like that. Um, but then even throughout that whole time, the WNBA just never crossed my mind at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching football, uh, yeah, watching football, NBA, and then it was uh, college sports that came maybe my senior year. I was mm-hmm. 2011. Um, and then I ended up watching women's college basketball, but I never watched a W. So my love for the W ended up happening in 2016 when uh, Pet Summit, um, she passed, you know, Candace Parker played there. So mm-hmm. the year the Sparks won the championship, Candace Parker was like, this is Pat. So I was looking, I was like, oh, this is dope. I saw the, that was the only game I saw was when they won the championship. And I was like, oh, I need to cover that. So, you know, fast forward, when I got that website, I did that website in 2016. I ended up covering the Mystics that following season. And I haven't, and that's been to what, 2017? So it's been about six years that I was covering that. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of sprinkled in there, kind of here and there for sports, but it really didn't start kicking until, I'll say, 2011, before college. Okay. That's interesting how you were around sports this whole time, but the WNBA was not, like, there for you. And, like, so the girls I trained were basketball trainers. So, like, the girls I trained, they, like – don't know the girls that often either. So mm-hmm. for you being a lady, like what is what is the gap between a young lady knowing sports and the WNBA? Like what is that gap happening to where the connection's not there? You know, I I think I think it's promo. I think it's promo. Um the the I knew of the mystics, mainly in part because around DC they had murals of you know, the teams and the Mystics did have a, a mural. So I did see it. So I knew of them, but I never saw like commercials for them. Um, and it just, I don't know, this to connect just wasn't there. You know, the Wizards always had commercials or just something going on or, you know, the commanders at the time when they're the rescue, you just saw that and nationals, you just saw it, you know, you just never saw it for the W. So I just think, I don't know. I just think I think promotion is definitely marketing was definitely lacking uh, during, around that time. Okay, so if the commissioner called you said, "Hey, Jazz, we need you uh, for the WNBA," because like you just said, we got to do better for our marketing. We need we're gonna put you in charge of social media and marketing, or whatever. What is like the first thing, the first three things that you're gonna do to say, okay? We're going to market WNBA in this direction we're going to go. Like, what would you do if you were the WNBA marketer? Like, what is your plan? I mean, get commercials back, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, and it sucks because you had, like, Kyla Pratt, who had those W commercials with, you know, Lisa Leslie mm-hmm. and Shell Swoops in them. Um, you have to find a kid prodigy something, you know, kind of have like a little reboot or something. But I think having a commercial would definitely be something that people will watch. Um, and at the, and then also to just 
just finding ways to be interactive on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. You know, just people love it. People are always on their phone. If you have a dope content piece that, I don't know, may I say take Asia Wilson. Um, you know, she's pretty much the face right now. So, I mean, just anything, anything that can engage fans, um, I think that would help. But then I think the biggest thing that would bridge the gap between high school, I'll say most of them, college, they pretty much know, but like high school, I think they're going to have to go back and just talk to, just go back and just introduce themselves and just talk to high school athletes. Um you know, I mean, I pr- it probably, I don't, I'm, I'm only 20, I'm only 29, I'll be 29 next month. So I was only two years old when the W came out. So I don't know. I mean, I'm looking back, the marketing was top tier back then. So it's definitely a disconnect between that 2004, 2005-ish years. But um, yeah, it's a different time. So you might have to work backwards and just, you know, talk to them, introduce them watch film, something. They can make it a history class. And for me, I'm a history major. I'm all about going back in the past. So, you know, people do it in the NBA all the time. So, you know, why not do it to the W? I would I would love to just introduce history and just bring it back so people can be up to speed with it. Yeah, I think Asia Wilson will probably be the best bet because she, like, what does she not have that you right. would want from the face of the W? Like, exactly. she obviously can play. She's fresh off a championship. She has the personality that she's just likable. So, like, why isn't she promoted more? Why isn't she right. out there more? And she's posting everything. So, like, why not collab with that? It's not like Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't <laughs> want to be anywhere, doesn't want to right. do anything. She's out there, and she has the personality. She wants to show it. So, I, right. for me personally, I don't understand why they're not doing more of that. So, maybe you can explain, because you behind marketing, you know a little bit more than I do. Like, what is the the issue with promoting the players now like i don't get that i am not going to lie to you i do not know either um mm. we have been trying to crack this code for years i don't know um maybe they just need new marketing i am not sure <laughs> i'm not sure i i, I try you know i even tried myself i was doing content you know mm. that 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 blew up you know, I would have loved to have done stuff, but, you know, it just never happened. So. I don't know. Maybe Maybe. you need to uh, (laughs) listen to this podcast episode and they'll be like, man, you know what? Jasmine's right. We just listened to her. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, somebody listen because, yeah, yeah, it's an issue. Yeah, big time, because it don't make sense for me to be around girls that know basketball, like basketball. But they can name LeBron, Steph Curry, KE, right off NBA players, but they can't really tell me any WNBA players. Like, that's just, that's the issue. If I'm the commissioner, I'm over that sport. I don't like that. So, exactly. I don't know. I'm yeah. just a trainer, a podcaster. So, I just stay <laughs> my little, my little. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, the next intriguing part to me is journalism. So, why journalism of all the fields to go into around the sport? Uh, oh, I mean, at the time, you know, I really wanted to do what everybody else is doing. You know, I saw people asking questions and I was like, oh, okay, I want to ask questions too. So <laughs> that's what I was doing. But, 
you know, instead of doing it on video, I did it, I turned it into writing. So, you know, I asked questions, interview, um, and then I was writing for um, a sen like Sentinel newspapers, um, like outlets. Mm -hmm. So I actually had to go there and, you know, uh, ask these high schoolers like questions and then turn it into an article and then they'll publish it in the newspaper. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool, you know, asking questions and writing. But then after a point in time, I did get tired of writing. And that's why I switched to video. And then that's how I ended up doing more production stuff as well. I started just making like mixtapes of NBA and NFL and stuff like that. So I was like doing little things like that. And that's pretty much what I did at ESPN. So I did highlights for uh, Sports Center. That's what I did there. Okay. Yeah. So I was doing that. And then um, they put me on a lot of digital work. So I was doing like, uh, like, you know, when you go on the app and you'll see um, the sports highlights and stuff like that, like, you know, like a big college game, I'll do that. And I think that right there prepped me to end up, get, end up getting that job in social media and what I do now. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like quick, quick editing, you know, cutting and things like that. Um, I mean, social media is a different beast. It's nowhere near close. <laughs> it's nowhere near close, but it gave me, it, it just gave me the, the, I guess, a starting point on how to handle social media. Mm. So I went from asking questions to doing video to now basically doing video full time, but just in a different lane almost. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I I was going to be a writer my whole life. And then I was like, I don't feel like writing. I think I did an article that had 21,000 words. And I said, yeah, I'm not doing this ever again. <laughs> I, was burnt out. I was so burnt out. I said, and the pay wasn't that great either. I'm like, I'm not writing 21,000 words just to get paid $22. Like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, mm, I'm going to try something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you couldn't see yourself doing any type of like journalism again? Is it social media for life or is it just like, what, what, what could you see yourself doing? Oh, that remains to be seen. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, definitely not social media for life. Is this, is this industry is like, woo. So um, I think, I'll, I mean, I would like to go into production. Mm. I do like producing. I do want to like produce uh documentaries for stories that haven't really been told so i mean in a sense to get that information i would have to turn back to a journalist mm -hmm. so you know asking questions getting information yeah. on people you know it's probably a library of uh never before seen footage you know of things that nobody would know about so of course i know i have to put my journalism hat back on which i wouldn't have a problem with but that will just steer me into how i would want you know the documentary to be so mm. yeah okay so when you say production you're really saying more of like um not necessarily independent but more like documentaries and stuff and not more of the tv production or movie production type side or could you do both of them yeah i mean i, was, I mean yeah doc, i mean yeah mostly documentary more, more, more so that side, more like long form, uh, yeah, long form type of 
series type stuff. Well, I won't say series because I would like to do different projects. But mm-hmm. if it's like a, if it's like a three part, four part type series of it, yeah, stuff like that. But be distributed like on a television network or, I guess, Paramount or HBO Max, something like that. Yeah, mm, that's interesting. So, would you want to do it like? as an independent type thing, like your own company or whatever, or would you rather like um, go under a company and just kind of work under them and do your own thing? Yeah, I would like to do that. Just like do my, just do my own thing. Um, I think now if just start off, I think that would be the best, you know, so I can learn. Mm-hmm. And then if I see myself, you know, possibly getting my own, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Mm. I respect I would- that. Thank so what do you think about the uh the Jordan documentary, you know, the last dance? Oh, of course. It was great. <laughs> that was great. You know, that's what I that's that I mean, I watch all of those, you know, 30 for 30, the you know, the Mouse in the Palace one. Like I've watched all mm-hmm. those because, you know, that's something that I've always wanted to do. I wanted to do actually that at 17. And I did say and express to my mom one time, I said, I want to end my career doing something like that. And I was 17 when I said that. So I wanted to end it. I said, I don't know what's going to happen in between, but I do want to end telling stories in documentary form. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's been over 10 years and I still feel that same way. So um, I do watch documentaries a lot, um, just kind of looking at the cadence of how things are and seeing what a good one is and you know the way that the last dance was really good and then my favorite one which actually really got me into it was the fab five that was oh yeah yeah that's still my i don't know why it's still my all-time favorite 30 for 30 and that is what got me and that was really got me into wanting to do stuff like that so from your production eye Mm -hmm. what did you see about the last dance that was so special because for us as hoopers, we saw it as one thing, but I know like, so when I watch a game as like my basketball mind, I might see stuff differently from mm-hmm. how the average fan might see it. So from your production eye, how did you watch that compared to how we would have saw it? So like, what did you see that was like so specially unique from your point of view? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I liked, I like, I like never before seen footage. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell the story over and over again. Everybody knows what happened. But then you see you see things that nobody's ever seen before, and it puts into perspective why X Y Z happened. Yeah. So it's 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 really you know they'll they'll you know they, you always hear people just talking about these events, but actually seeing it, then finding that footage, finally putting it there for us to see, and you know it really had everybody's attention because everybody was in the house <laughs> at that time. Mm-hmm. It was big independent, you know, in the heavy in the pandemic. So, um, and even the order of it, you know, just the way they told the story. Sometimes they, they went forward, then they went backwards. I mean, it was just the way that they told it, it was unique. It wasn't like a full kind of like, okay, A, B, C. It was kind of like A, yeah. D, E, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it but it, it still all came together and it, it bridged, you know, the way that it was supposed to. I think they probably could have done what was it six? Was it six seven? I think it was six. Yeah, I think they, I, I, I think they could have squeezed the seventh one, seventh one. But oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think even but even like like they had like little uh 
graphic cards explaining what we were about to see. You know, it's like little things like that. Because, you know, sometimes they just, boom, going to the next, uh, they're going to like the next, I guess, happening or whatever. But they were like, okay, boom, card, you see the words up there, this is what happened, and then go into it. So, um, yeah, it was like little things like that. It's kind of order, structure, um, never before seen stuff and things like that. I think that's what I liked about it. Yeah, I, I do appreciate the never seen before stuff because, like you said, it adds a different uh, perspective to things that we might have known about, but just never fully known about. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't remember it exactly, but let's say, like, the Steve Kerr, Michael Jordan thing. Of course, they're telling the story before, but there's a clip that they show that's like, oh, that's what happened to make this thing. Okay, now that right. makes a lot more sense. Right, exactly. So, or, like, the whole Rodman thing, like, Rodman went to Vegas, and yep. in our mind, we just, like, what that don't make sense, but then feels like that's Robin, bro. He, Jordan said he don't care, Phil said he don't care. Everybody else is like, All right, cool, right? But from our view, we just like that's just, what he come back and grab 30 rebounds that game, so all right, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, was, so I think that's just the unique thing, yeah, for sure. And then, uh, like you said, too, like the, the format of it, they just went forward and backwards and it kept the yo-yo string going to where it wasn't just like a regular case at most documentaries too so mm-hmm. i think that was made it a little unique and you know special besides the whole story like that details of it that made it special right yep definitely agree sam might need to be uh your assistant help you out do your thing <laughs> you know <laughs> i wouldn't be opposed <laughs> I get you with my assistant and, you know, we'll talk the details later. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Set it up. I got you. <laughs> so mental toughness is one of the biggest things that I know pretty much every coach preaches to the players. And also one of the biggest factors in the players game is the mental toughness. So um, I know that a lot of coaches wish their players would be mentally tougher and they struggle with teaching them and understanding you know what mental toughness is to apply it to the game. So to help you guys out, I wrote a whole ebook breaking down what mental toughness is, different factors that make up what mental toughness is, and uh, different ways that you can apply it to your life and your game because it's a good blend of uh, the player and the person of how both sides of you can grow in your mental toughness. So I wrote I broke it down in the ebook, the mental toughness playbook. The whole ebook is about 50 pages, a little less than 50 pages, easy to read a simple breakdown of what mental toughness is, different factors and different areas in it that impact your mental toughness and uh, how you can grow and develop in there. So if you're interested in it, it's in the uh, description below. So go ahead and look in the, uh, hit that link and invest into yourself by investing into your mindset and mental toughness. Because I personally believe that um, your, your brain and your mind is so much powerful than you give it credit. So invest into your mindset and then your body will follow afterwards. So the Mental Toughness Playbook, get the ebook below. Uh, if you tune into it, thank you. I appreciate it. If not, it's fine. Get back to the rest of the episode. See you later. So, yeah. Um, so going back into, you know, journaling and kind of what you're doing now, um, what made, like, the social media route so uh, compelling compo- as opposed to, like, TV or, you know, going that direction because you like you said you were at ESPN so was it something that just naturally came to you or you just wanted to do it like why social media rather than TV yeah um you know 
I I wanted to go into TV. Um, I gave myself the age of 33. I wanted to do um, college game day. Uh, I wanted to just go. I like I like the college. I love the college atmosphere. You know the rambunctiousness. And I went to Maryland. And I don't know if you saw last night. We upset Purdue and you know stormed the court. Um, so I love. I just love stuff like that. Even though I'm almost thirty, like that just that just drives me. I like it a lot. Um, so I always wanted to just be in that college atmosphere. So I wanted to be on television for that. Um, but yeah, the pandemic happened. It just derailed everything. So um, yeah, I mean the opportunity just came about in September for for highlight her. Um, and that was just a new thing for me. That was new for me. You know, I never thought, I never thought that I would be in social media. Mm. So that was something that I had to learn because, you know, I was watching posts, you know, you see a highlight, but I just never knew fully what went into posting that. So, you know, you always see it, but you never think, oh, okay, well, production behind all this and how you put things together. Just like when I was at ESPN watching SportsCenter, you'd watch it, but you just never knew, you know, what you, what what, what went into it, you know? So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give an example. When I was um, at ESPN, I had to, you know, do a highlight, but I had to write a script, I had to write a script of the game. And um, Moss, it, it's called, Moss, it means you just put it into like a channel. So the right network can show it on the right ESPN network because it could you can boss it in the wrong one and it can go to like ESPN news. So you didn't want that one. You have to make sure it goes to the one that went to ESPN or two. Um, we had to log all of what was happening in our games. So it'd be like LeBron shoots a three, hits a three, or LeBron turns the ball over. Like we had to log all of that stuff. Um, and it was just a lot. It was a lot that went into it just to show 30 seconds of a highlight. So it was a lot that went into that. And then, you know, now for social media, it's like you have to brainstorm. Okay, how are we going to package this? Because, you know, it'd be like a story that come up. Okay, um, you know, Brittany Griner. Um, how are we going to package this? We have to be, like, careful with how we're going to package it. You know, not step on new toes or make sure the wording is right. Um, because it's going to live on that platform, you know, television, you know, you're going to see it, but unless you, unless, you know, record it, only your eyes are going to see it, but Mm -hmm. social media, it lives on that platform forever. So you want to make sure that, you know, wording is right. Spelling is right. The captioning is right. Make sure you're tagging the right people because, you know, tagging, Mm -hmm. tag the wrong account. And sometimes Instagram is just wonky like that. You tag name and then there'll be a whole other name and you look and you like and I've noticed because it happened before people in the comments they click on the tag and they will let you know <laughs> they let you know <laughs> that the tag is wrong I tag the wrong person I'm like okay well dang I'll fix it like it takes about 20 seconds to fix it but they look you know it's like you don't think that they you know they, you think you're just looking but they click everywhere and mm. Social media, you have to be on your A game. You have to, you have to be on your A game because one slip up and you know it's it's over. Well, not to say it's over, but they they'll remember for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think social media is is you have to take 
we have to put more care into it um, to make sure that, um, you know, your content is as clean as possible. So can you, um, you don't have to, but can you talk about like the biggest or funniest like mistake that you had that was just like, oof, oh man, like, and boss yeah. calls you, hey, um, can you tell me about this post that happened? So can you, if you, you know, care to, I would like it. I'm pretty sure they would like it. Just, you know, if you mind sharing one of those for me. Yeah. So uh, it was a gymnast. Her name's Nia Dennis. Um, you know, she went crazy at uh, UCLA. And she, um, I think she did a flip, like a tumble or a flip at, um, I think, I forgot the, I think it was the Met Gala. I think it was the Met Gala. And she did it on the stairs. And at that time, YouTube shorts was uh, just not coming out. So I had put it, it was put on Instagram, but I was tasked with putting it on Twitter. So I put the video up, uploaded, you know, create the caption, you know, cool. I didn't really look at it. I just kind of went about my business. Because the platform at that time it was really it was really small. We only had about two hundred and ninety something subscribers at the time. So fast forward, nothing happens. Fast forward, maybe maybe a week and a half, two weeks later, um, I get a text and he's like, "Hey, I don't understand this caption. Why was it the caption?" So the caption originally was supposed to say, "Nia Dennis shuts it down." I accidentally put an I. <laughs> where the you was supposed to be. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never went back to look at that post. <laughs> and I say my body was shaking. It was shaking. It was shaking. Because I'm like, I don't know if the higher ups have saw this. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I. Ugh, it was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing to have the autocorrect to that. I mean, that's not even in my autocorrect. So I don't even know how that even happened. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I owned up to it. I'm like, you know, I did it. But um, mm -hmm. that right there, you know, it let me know I have to make sure that captioning is right because and and Instagram is forgiving. You can go in and edit it. Twitter mm -hmm. and YouTube is not like you cannot or and TikTok. You cannot you cannot edit it. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, that happened, and there was another one that actually just happened recently in in last month. Actually, um, I recreated a soccer highlight uh, mixtape for the NWSL draft, and um, I copied and pasted the directions. <laughs> the caption was in there, but I forgot to delete the directions, and mm. everything was just in there. <laughs> Everything was in the caption. It was like, yeah, so for caption, I was thinking, that's really what it said. Like, yeah. <laughs> for the caption, I'm thinking maybe we can do, that's literally that first line. So that's what everybody saw. I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I had to, I had to own up to that again. And uh, yeah, I'd be like, yo, this is my bad. But I mean, for the most part, I haven't made like crazy, crazy blunders, but those two definitely mm. stuck out the most. <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely relate to the second one because um, you you have to rinse and repeat so many things and so often to where you forget to tweak little stuff here and there, and it's just like, oh man, it's just that one time you just 
luckily, yeah. like you said, it wasn't nothing major, nothing too big. So that's good for you. Yeah. Cause I've seen the blunders of some some Twitters and some Twitter accounts, NFL accounts, and you're just like, it's bad to the point that they have to delete it. Luckily, mm-hmm. we're not we have not gotten bullied into deleting stuff. <laughs> Very excited about that. Um, because I, I would probably well, you know what? I'm not gonna lie, we actually did. Hmm. We did. Now, this one, I did not follow through with my gut and discernment. So it was during the Olympics in 2021. And um, there was a graphic made for uh, soccer, women's soccer. They beat the Netherlands. And the graphic wasn't really like the best taste. Um, but I was, I kind of, it was like, it was seven in the morning too. And I was like, I don't think we should post it. I don't know. I was, I was, I was like, I don't feel like, you know, because it was the graphic. It was like kind of them taking away the medals from the Netherlands. But it wasn't like a dominant win. So, yeah. So it was kind of like, it's, uh, it was a kind of a poor taste. And, yeah, we the whole, the whole other three platforms that posted it, we all got bullied into deleting it. I mean, I was, I kind of deleted it before they all did because I was like, I don't like it. So I just deleted it. But the comments definitely were like, why would y'all do this? Uh, so I was like, all right. yeah, you know what? Whatever I was feeling in the beginning was right. I didn't want to post it. And the comments confirmed it. So I deleted it. <laughs> mm. But you know what I mean? Sometimes it happens. You know, you mess up. You know, there's graphics that are being made by all companies and you think it hits and it just doesn't. So, you know, it's, not anyone's fault you know sometimes it's just creatively you just think it's going to happen well and it just doesn't and i mean just delete it honestly people aren't really gonna people will i guess remember but i'm like hey remember you posted that nobody's doing it unless it's really bad but yeah i mean it happens (laughs) i think the other thing too is that nobody well most people don't know who actually posted it's just like the business or the brand or the platform right but Mm -hmm. internally that's where the fire comes in. They know, yeah. or most of them know. So, yeah, you know, you know. That's why it hurts yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell me, hold on, real quick. I got, a, I just got a quick question for you. All right, okay, look, 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 look. look. So, what is your goal? Like, what are you going after right now in your life? Right? Are you looking to make the team? Okay, you didn't make the team, but you're looking to figure out how to make the team coming up, or maybe you made the team. But you're riding the bench, you're not playing like you want to. Or maybe you're playing a little bit like you want to, but you're not a starter, or you're not finishing the games like you want to. Or maybe you're the player, but you're just you're just not quite where you want to be as far as recognizing your county or maybe your conference or your state, whatever you're trying to be recognized at. Um, whatever your goal is, I want you to forget about that. Like put it like it put it on the board or something, write it down in your phone and just put it somewhere and tuck it away. I want you to take that goal. Throw it over there, and now I want to try a new one, right? I want to try P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S. Progress. I want you to make progress your goal, okay? So take that big goal that you have now and take it, put it in your back pocket, and just figure out how to make progress and work towards that goal. Because sometimes we get so caught up on the goal of the, the end goal where we want to be that we don't keep working forward and looking, working towards that goal like we should be. So every day I want you to wake up and figure out how to just make progress. How can I be better today than I was yesterday? It's the new tomorrow. The same as that thing. Figure out how can I be better today 
than I was yesterday. It doesn't matter how good you are or what you did yesterday. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Your goal today is to make progress be better than you was yesterday. And so just to need, if you need a reminder about that, all I want you to do is to have a reminder. I want you to go ahead and get one of these hoodies. Or you get you a t-shirt. I got, I got a couple options for you. So get you a hoodie or a t-shirt just, just to remind yourself, just to keep it as a as a memento. to be like, man, today's goal is to make progress. My only goal is to make progress. Progress is the only goal. So if that fits you and you feel like you need to make progress to be your goal, go ahead and hit the link in the description below and invest into yourself. Invest into that reminder. Treat it like an alarm clock to remind you that you need to make progress. Make sure that you're focused and being intentional about the work that you have today. So progress is the only goal. Uh, hit the description below to invest into yourself. It's not about me. Investing into yourself to remind yourself that progress is my goal for today. So that, that's enough for me, man. I hope I didn't interrupt you. Get back to the episode. So can you share like, uh, I guess I can't say when, but like a post that you created and it was like, it made you feel good. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, it was kind of heartwarming or whatever. It's just, you know, more of a victory for you that from a post that you created. Yeah. Um, I think I have, I'll say I have maybe top three. So there was one that I did, um, recently I'll go backwards. So I just made like a random, like highlight mixtape of the LSU, uh, South Carolina women's game mm -hmm. that just happened on Sunday. And, um, yeah, I just that day I just put it together and I was like, well, let's see how it goes. Cause usually the promo kind of high tapes type stuff just doesn't really do well on our page. But I was like, you know what? Let me just try. Is, is this game? People are like interested in this game. Let me just try. So I did it. It was about 20, I'll say 26 seconds. Um, I just put like, you know, just great theatrical cinema music. And then it was like Dawn clapping. And then it was uh, Kim Mulkey. Like she put her hands up in the air. And then I got footage of like Aaliyah Boston and Andrew Reese. And I put it together. And then it just fades to black. And then I just like put the, um, I put LSU versus South Carolina. And it's like Sunday at 3 p.m. whatever. So I put it on Twitter. I'm like, let's just try, see how it goes. And it it went off. Like people were recording, mm -hmm. tweeting it, liking it. Um, it got it it got a crazy amount of views on Twitter, and then it did well on Instagram too, and then it did well on TikTok. Um, so I mean, highlight mixes, and I mean, professionally done, did still didn't even do well. But I'm just doing this in CapCut, the app on my mm -hmm. phone, um, and it goes crazy. Um, so that was definitely a win. And then, um, the other one was actually inspiration that I saw at like one in the morning. So, um, it was Asia Wilson. She was posing with Dizzy Wright and it was a cool, like, you know, crossover moment with music and sports. So I, I came up with the idea to do, um, an XXL, uh, poster to uh, bring in women's college basketball season. So I wanted to do the top 10 freshmen and I had them on a XXL, XXL freshman cover. So I was working with um, our design team and, you know, the good thing about it was, you know, that he's, he's black. So like, he already knew what I was talking about. I'm like, yo, yeah. XXL. He's like, oh, I already know. So he sent, um, he sent uh, one of the covers and I was like, oh yeah, this is perfect. So he recreated it, um, had all of the 
the athletes that I wanted on there. And um, yeah, I mean, that post did amazing. Everybody loved it. It was different. You know, people that wouldn't follow, they normally don't follow it. It was like, yo, this is dope. You know, this is what women's basketball needs. Something that's for the culture, but also, you know, in a sports kind of aspect. So mm-hmm. That was probably one of my favorite things. And it was only because it was just because I saw Asia with Dizzy Wright. And, you know, you, I guess, in a sense, you would have to know, okay, who's Dizzy Wright? You know, he's like, you have to know, okay, he was also on XXL Freshman. And that's how I came up with that concept. So Mm -hmm. a picture just inspired that. Um, And then the last one, um, it was Dawn Staley. um, Her name is John the Blank. Carol, Carolyn Peck piece um, that I did. So that was just an Instagram carousel. Like you just swipe throughout, just find out information. So um, she, you know, Dawn Staley, she won the national championship and she was talking about Carolyn Peck and how, you know, she um, won hers and she had a piece of her championship net and she gave it to um, a bunch of different black uh, women coaches in the league. And, Dawn did that as well. So she, I think last year, was it, I think it was, it was either last year or the year before a bunch of um, black um, head coaches in college, they opened up their piece of the net from 2017. Yeah, 2017 or 20, yeah, whenever the first season in South Carolina won. So she um, sent them all a piece of her net and that's where her inspiration came from. So I just, you know, compiled a lot of information. It was hard to find some pictures, but I really had to do some digging, just kind of find different places of where to get those pictures of Dawn and Carolyn together, giving her that piece of the net. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it was a really nice piece to tell a story in picture, in words, um, but it still captivated um, the audience. So. Um, that was probably one of my, as far as telling a, a, a story and pictures and words, that was probably my favorite moment. I think I remember that post too. Um, I'm pretty sure I liked it because that, that was pretty dope. Like, yeah, it was really, it was really the, good. Um, yeah, really the story good. story itself. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, you've never seen that before. So, yeah. Like, Dawn has always been, you know, a stand up woman. And like, that story just adds to the story of what she's been about. And mm-hmm. so for you you to portray her story and carry on that was like almost like poetic justice in a sense to where it's just like it just made sense to where that'll yeah. flow together. So that, yeah. that was that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um so I do want to ask you about the DMV culture, because I was thinking about that like last week about how the culture up there is it's different. I don't want to say like better. It's just different because it's pretty unique in the sense mm-hmm. that it's it rivals the Los Angeles and, you know, the Chicago's and New York's, but it's not as highlighted as much. Not just not just sports, but like overall. Mm-hmm. So like, of course, sports wise, you got college and pro. You have the WNBA team. You have all that covered. Music wise, mm-hmm. you psh, legends. You got uh, Wale. You got uh idk missy for real timbo like you you got that covered you know and it's just like what makes the dmv so special as you being a person from there like outside looking in 
of course, those are the top two things, and you have your other stuff around. But what makes the DMV so special to where it it belongs in the category of the Los Angeles? Of course, you might not rival it as much, but it's in that lane or in the rim of that. So, what makes the DMV so special? You know, in your point of view. Oh man, um, you know, I, I I think I think it's it's just so different because. You think of DMV, you think of DC, Maryland, and Virginia, but it's really a small circle. <laughs> like it's like DC, Maryland, and Virginia, but it's like DMV. Like this is literally all that people really care about. Um, and we have this running joke. We have our metro system, and it's like if your metro line goes runs throughout you're considered a dmv if your metro line does not go past a certain point if you can't get there you're not considered a dmv so that's just been like a running joke um it'll be like people who are like in out further west or further virginia um they'd be like i mean it's part of dmv no you're not <laughs> you're not part of the dmv if the metro does not go out there you're not so um yeah this is kind of fun thing but i just think that it 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 all is so close together mm -hmm. and you know you it's, it's like kind of rare to have like three states that are just so close together that share the same thing and you know even though like we do have our little differences like dc like oh yeah we don't claim y'all like pg county or pg county claim dc at the end of the day if somebody makes it we want to claim them <laughs> like you know i mean even like if the ravens does something everybody's going you know claim the ravens or like I don't know about the commanders. They need, they need, they need some work. But you know, <laughs> you know, I just think even then, but even you know, even in 2012, RG3, you know, won the you know, they won the division. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I hated to see it, but I love to see it because of the culture that everybody just you know coming together just to see that moment and the whole area was just going up. I mean, go-go music was playing. I mean, it was just it was just a sight to see. But I just think overall, it's just, I don't know. It's just different. It's just, it's just I can't even really explain it because it's just, it was just so different. And I just think because the population is just so small, the amount of talent that have just come out of the DMV alone, I just think that's just the biggest highlight. I mean, you wouldn't think, you wouldn't think that that much talent has been bred there, but it has been. Um, you know, Katie, Wale, I mean, even Issa and Yvonne Orji grew up here. So, you know, it's just so many people that have either grew up here. I mean, Dave Chappelle, Martin, I mean, it's just so many people that have are just here. Um, and it just speaks to, I guess, our DNA. I don't know. This is this is a different strand of DNA in our system as to where we have this many people just cranking out and then and then now we're moving out of the DMV and going to these different areas and then putting our mark in these places. Mm -hmm. So it's like when something happens, everybody's like, oh, we there from where? You know, even even if you're not from here, you go to school here, we're still going, you know, mark you because the girl that did um sign language um for Rihanna at the Super Bowl, she went to Bowie State University. Now she's from Philly, but she went to Bowie State. We still gonna claim you. <laughs> so, you know, you went to school here, whatever. So, um, you know, I just think that 
us coming together always we're obnoxious with our fandom of our of our you know we're gonna let you know we're gonna let you know we're from you know peachy county dc like we're gonna let you know so um i think also that too just coupled with you know what we do just makes us different it's, we're underrated i think we're still underrated forever underrated I, I have to agree, man, because like I said, y'all have talent. If you went across the board and just said talent for talent, like you guys are up there. Like, of course, you got certain people that just like L.A. is just it's L.A. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Texas mm-hmm. has Texas thing. New York has their thing. Mm-hmm. But if y'all not up there, y'all are right there behind there. Like Chicago is Florida. Like y'all are right there. Atlanta. Y'all are in that category to where mm-hmm. y'all are considered a place that just has so much talent coming out of and so much things going around it to where it's undeniable. Like you said, Dave Chappelle for me, that's my goat. That's my guy. Mm -hmm. Like nobody touching Dave. Right. I love Wale. He's one of my favorite rappers. He can do no harm for me. Like genius. Mm -hmm. KD, like y'all have immaculate talent, goat level talent coming from there. So you're not gonna get a complaint out of me from y'all. Like it's. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's nice to see, you know, and I think, and I think because we're so small and because oh, I, I can speak for me since I'm from PG County, just so many people coming out of PG County alone. It's just like, it's just, you know, ridiculous. I mean, Taraji, you know, you know, even her, like, it's just, it's just so many people. And when they do get out there, blow up, we already know, mm. like we already know, like even Francis Tiafo, like for tennis, you know, back in 2017, he played his match, or 2019, I forgot which year it was, but I was like, hey, PG County Zone, like, you know, let's go, 301, like, this is how we, you know, how it is, and now everybody sees him now, mm-hmm. but we already knew, like, we already knew, it was like, all right, I know it's going to be a process for him to, you know, of course, play tennis, you have, like, you know, Nadal and all them, Federer and all them, so, like, mm-hmm. we already know it's going to be processed, but we still gonna rep you. We still gonna hey, you from PG three hundred one. You are gonna do this all the time. Like it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. I mean, our flag, the Maryland flag, is obnoxious. I mean, the colors are obnoxious, but we are gonna rep that flag. <laughs> like, and then also too, it's like even the colors. Like even I speak from Maryland. Our flag is different from any other flag in the country. I will stand on that. Like nobody has two crest merging to make one flag. Most states have a blue background with a seal in the middle. Like that's how most of those flags are. Mm-hmm. Our flags are notches and I love it. Like I will I will rep Maryland forever till the day I die. Like I will always I will rep Maryland and I will rep BG County forever. Okay. So I just thought about this. I'm gonna ask you a very tough question. Okay. You can only name four people on your Mount Rushmore from DMV. Cool. Who are you picking? Oh gosh. Oh, it's gonna be a tough one. Um I, I, I would I would put KD up there. I would definitely put KD there for sure. It doesn't um, have to be just sports either. It can be like celebrities, whoever. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely have KD there. Um oh, I'm trying to figure out if I wanna do Taraji or Regina Hall? I'm trying to figure out, like, 
between those two who I want to put on there. That's a tough one. Uh, I I would I would say because of age, I'll do Regina Hall right now. Mm -hmm. Just right now. I would do Regina Hall. Um, she's been around in the game for I mean Taraji has too, but Regina's is really good in the game. Um, I would definitely, I would definitely say Wale. Um, Wale, I mean, you know, you Seinfeld, <laughs> you know, that album, much about nothing like, yes, you cannot top that. Like, mm -hmm. ooh, what he did with, you know, pretty girls and all that, just kind of putting go go on. I mean, and I think, I think he made it more modern. Because yeah. of course we know. Well, maybe not every everybody even knows this, but um, you know, you had doing the butt back in the eighties. That was like that first mainstream song that was go go ish. You know, everybody you know was dancing to that song. And then um, Nelly, you know, hot in here, he actually sampled a go go um, mm. song for that, which okay. not everybody knows. That's a go go um, sample from Chuck Brown back in the seventies. Um, but I think Wale just modernized it and everybody was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> so everybody was like, okay, this is Wale tying him to PG County. So like, yeah, that's, that's definitely, and he's also relatable to us too in the DMV. Like I see him at the gas station and I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, that's how he was. <laughs> like he was living in the in neighborhood before, I mean, before he moved, like he was in the neighborhood, everybody saw him. Um, so yeah, Wale is definitely my favorite. And then the fourth one, uh, I have not know the fourth one. I am not sure about the fourth one. Oh, it's hard. Um, uh, I'm not, I am not sure about this fourth one. I don't know. I'm stumped. <laughs> Told you, it's a tough question. I know. I'm stumped. Um. Ah, let me see. Um, I might say, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I would have to think, I don't know. I would have to think about that one. I would have to think about that one. That one's that's a tough one. So many great people from here. I would I would I would say I would say because of his uh his different I'll pick a different lane, so I'll pick Dave Chappelle for it. Mm. I'll probably pick Dave Chappelle. Um yeah, I'll probably pick him. Um he just, I don't know, like the Chappelle show. I mean, like, ain't nobody doing what he was doing. <laughs> like, who thought to do Clayton Bigsby? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And that's another thing, too. It's like, I think for him, I think it's just funny for people in this area because comedy is just something that we are just good at because we just, you know, we came at each other all the time. We call it joning, but like we joined on each other all the time in high school. And it was like, if you can get through this, 
you know, you don't belong in PG County. Like that was just a thing. So just looking at how Dave Chappelle just does his comedy, it's just like, oh yeah, this is another day for us. So um, creatively and just the way that he just delivers it. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably pick Dave Chappelle, but you probably have to multiply those Mount Rushmore's because okay. <laughs> so many more people can be on there. I'll have to call some. I didn't know about Regina Hall, but now knowing that she's from there, I would probably have to agree with yours. Like the mm -hmm. simple fact that she did Boondocks and did both voices of Huey and Riley, that's I King. didn't find that out until years later. Oh, King, King, that's oh King. Yeah. yeah, Regina Hall did. Um, no, you're good. No, not, I <laughs> people got their last names messed up all the time. Um, no, Hall did. Um, she did. Uh, think like the man, the most recent one. Think like the man. That was her. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was her. And then she was also she did a lot of other movies too, but um, but yeah, um, I would say like because of her, Taraji came from her. Like I would yeah, say, like yeah, yeah. So that's what I would that's what I would put it as. Yeah, y'all yeah, definitely have some legends to come up from there. So that's that's a I thought it was a tough question. Like it was a lot of people you had it's to decide. So many. I mean, even like. From a producer standpoint, I mean, Pharrell, like <laughs> Missy, like this is, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to pick. I mean, Pharrell and Missy, just the creative is just out of this world. I mean, Chris Brown, like, you know, it's just so many people. I mean, I know he's kind of hot water, but Trey Songs, like, you know, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a lot of this different talent, you know, that just, I don't know, I'm still amazed by it. Mm -hmm. um i'm still amazed by just the talent that's still coming out um mm -hmm. and i just feel like we're just not stopping because even i think there was a poll that just came out maybe last week maryland is still number one in boys and girls basketball mm. um, for you know for for recruits and then football you know football is getting better um we were i think maryland's at like i think they were like Sixth, um, and you know, churning out talent. So, this for an area that's just so small is just remarkable. Like, I'm not surprised, but then it's like, wow, like we're still not stopping for a county that's just so small. Yeah, so, I will always be obnoxious about PG County. It's like that, it's like that meme that like boy, I don't know if you saw that meme. It was like this boy, he was like holding in like a cough or something like that. He's oh, yeah, 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 that's 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 me. <laughs> like tell me nothing. Tell me not to talk about PG County. I'm I'm going to look just like that boy because it's so hard. They say New Yorkers are bad. PG County is going to be like we're, we're 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 terrible. Like we're terrible when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all kind of have a right to because y'all are like like you said, you're underrated and you still up there talent wise. So like mm -hmm. you can go from each area of you know culture and say you arguably have the greatest. Or one of the greatest in each one of those areas. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you kind of have a right to at the same time. So we I, do. <laughs> you know. we do. I would do it forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, segueing to my next question, who is someone that um, in or around you know the game or for, let's just say basketball because you know basketball podcast. So mm -hmm. basketball specifically, or in your field that you feel like is like underrated so here's an opportunity to give them flowers and just say hey 
you know, from my point of view and what I've seen, this player, this coach, whoever, or another journalist or media personality, whoever, it's like they're a little underrated or you just appreciate them so much you you want to give them the flowers. So who is someone that you, you know, want to give that to? Yeah, um, so many people that I've just looked up to, um, you know, in this space. But I personally, I would give my flowers to Dawn Staley. Um, I just think that she just embodies what it is like to be yourself and continue to be yourself despite what media um you know, says about you. And I mean, she's had to fight and is still fighting for a long time. You know, media has a perception of her that they wouldn't of white coaches. Um, and she doesn't even do half of what they do. She's literally just her calm self. Um, and unfortunately, I just feel like it follows her players. And I think it follows Asia, unfortunately. Because they're like, oh, look at this black team with a black coach they're cultured and that's just not what right now the WBA is used to. And they're looking back at Dawn. That is why I feel Asia is in this position right now. Um, mm -hmm. And I just think they just, it's kind of like a, they don't have a choice, but they don't want to. That's just how I feel about it. But um, yeah, I mean, just, just Dawn just being herself and I've met her, you know, I've met her quite often. Um, and she's just she's just the best person ever <laughs> to talk to. But she's just very she's I mean, on the court, of course, she's fierce. But, you know, yeah. she's very mild mannered. Just all she wants to do is coach and motivate. So she gets my flowers. Yeah, I saw some posts one day. Uh, some WNBA page posted like is Don the greatest WNBA player turned coach. And I was like, no, she's probably the greatest player turn coach, period. I don't care yeah. what sport. I don't care what gender. She is the GOAT from A to B. Yeah. And I don't think that's a debate, to be real with you. Like, as a player, she was Olympic. She did everything in college, everything in pro. Now she's coaching the number one team in the, in the country. And like, come on, man. Like, Exactly. <laughs> come on, man. Like, not too many people can say, they were great as a player or as a coach. And she's been top tier in both of them. So right. Mm -hmm. Don has all my respect. Like this, this. And she's not, you know, she's going to talk to you. She's, you know, she takes the time out to do that. She's not, you know, anal. I mean, she's just a great all around person. Cause you know, people who have that, you know, they kind of, uh, don't talk to me, mm -hmm. but she is just so down earth and it's amazing to see. Yeah, I hope one day I can, you know, get the opportunity to meet her and just, you know, just be around her for a second because she seems like the type of person that just has a certain energy about her that you just can't help but gravitate towards too and just yeah. like respect. Yeah. Like it's just very warm. <laughs> yeah, she's a warm light about her. It's just yeah. I don't know. So um I do have one more question for you before we get out of here. But before we do that. I need the listeners, if you're listening or watching, especially on YouTube, go ahead and just subscribe real quick. Just you watch on YouTube right now. Just Wait, subscribe. Oh. It's, I know I get the best up with that almost every episode. <laughs> Don't feel me. <laughs> the camera throws me off. So I I stop trying sometimes. I get, you know, bold and try it. But I you know. Don't feel bad. So it throws me off too. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, 
watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, whoever just do your thing, you know, it's right there. Like you're listening. Why not just follow through and just join the whole the movement? You feel me? Um, so go ahead and look on social media. I'm B Ball Jones everywhere. It's B E Ball Jones. And of course, you can follow the lovely guest we have here, Miss Jazz, on Twitter um, and on IG. You see it on the screen. Okay. So if not, I'm going to have the link in the description below for my listeners. So uh, go ahead and do that for me. And now for the final question. You've been around the game for a while and you've been blessed to see a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different views. You travel around a lot, uh, you know, due to your job. So what is something that you've learned about yourself throughout this process or something that you've picked up and learned from the business or whatever that, you know, it makes sense in business, but you've been able to pull it out and apply it to your life now. So like in sports, we all have a coach or something, you know, or a parent come to us and give us a little knowledge of the game. You know, it's like, that's this. Like I remember 13 year old me getting that lesson, but I'm still remembering now. It's like, what's something that you've learned throughout this process or about yourself throughout this process that you apply to your life uh, to this day? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm just, I'm a sponge. Um, you know, I never thought that I would pivot this much in my career. Um, and, but, you know, I, I'm like, hey, let's go. You know, this is this is what I wanted to do. This is the career path that I wanted to take. And, you know, sports is just so broad that you can just do it. You can do anything. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling myself, okay, you don't want to write anymore. You got, you got to pick something else. So you're gonna have to do it. You know, um, and I remember one time I had to do a volleyball conference, a volleyball uh, tournament um, at Maryland, and it was like another part of town. And my mom, um, I told her, I was like, I don't know where this event is. I'm just gonna give up because I, I can't find it. And my mother, she, um, I was, I think I walked. I was walking on campus. I think it was. I think it was Navy's campus. It was Navy or Army's campus, and uh, I, picked, I I called my mom back. And I'm like, Mom, can you come pick me back up? She was like, No, let's <laughs> figure this out on your own. <laughs> um, you know, she's like, You want to figure this out? And eventually, I ended up. I found. You no, know, I mean, it was. I had to ask about three different people where this was because it was in a nook and cranny, uh, athletic. Uh, department on their campus. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, had I had my mom turned around and picked me up, that's probably, well, I wouldn't say that probably would have been like my solution, but, you know, her just saying, no, I'm not going to pick you up, figure this out yourself. It gave me that uh, blueprint for my solutions figured out. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did and, you know, applied to school when I got, when I, when I had to be on leave for that semester, I figured it out made my own sports website, interview athletes, you know, things like that. And then another thing I didn't mention was during the pandemic, I didn't have no money. So I'm like, what are you, you know, what are you going, what am I going to do? And I had my own baking business at the time, but I had to put on the back burner. Yeah, I had to put on the back burner because I was at ESPN. Once that happened and unemployment, you know, unemployment was taking forever, freaking everywhere. Um so I was like, uh, yeah, so for the time being, I'm just going to bring this back. And, you know, I put some links on there on Twitter. And then after George Floyd um, happening you know, by Black, you know, boom. So I put my link on there and then, you know, I made 
good sales, really, really good sales, um, you know, from that. So I'm like stinking to figure it out. If you want something, do it, you know? So I'm like, I'm sitting here, I don't have any money, but then I'm like, okay, I, ha I have something that I could make money off of. Let me just try. So that's what I did. And, you know, now on social media, it's like, you want this job or do you want to be unemployed? Figure it out. Figure out how to do social media. Figure out how you're going to put this content together. Figure out how you're going to, you know, be on camera for IG story covering, you know, events. So, you know, I just feel like figure it out has always been my motto and it's worked. It may not, it, it's a leap. It's a leap of faith, but, you know, just still figuring it out um, has been my my thing that I've learned uh, the most. You figure it out and then you can figure it out. So, you know, if you put your mind to it effectively. Mm. I like that. So I don't think we can end it any better than that. So I appreciate <laughs> you coming on. Uh, it's a great you. talk. I enjoyed it. So. I like flowing stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. So um, I know they enjoyed it too. It was a good one. So, uh, but that's it. That's a wrap. Appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow her. You know, let her know how great she was. And let her know that you had fun listening to her. So, uh, but that's it. Hope we we'll see you guys next week. But see you all.